gonna be just like senior year, except for funner. Hey everyone, I'm Kendra. Hi, I'm Mercedes, and this week we're talking about the world's most popular law student in Legally Blonde. But first, we want to welcome you guys to the rom-com room. This Yay. is a brand new show from Meet Cute, and this is our first episode, and we are so excited. Oh my god, I cannot <laughs> believe this is real. I'm so ready to dive deep into rom-coms with you, Kendra, and just like share these things we love. I don't know about anyone listening, but sometimes I fall victim to describing my favorite rom-com as a guilty pleasure. And mm. here at the rom-com room, we're ready to erase the guilty and just make it a pleasure because we want to celebrate the genre and we want people to love it. And we just want like to discuss all the facets of this genre and like celebrate and explore rom-coms and really test the boundaries of like what a rom com is and like have fun while we're doing it absolutely you hit the nail on the head mercedes i mean this is just a space for all rom-com lovers hopeless romantics hopeful romantics mm -hmm. even movie geeks to just sit back relax and hang out with us in the rom-com so i'm kendra and i'm a total complete hopeless romantic but i'm also a self-proclaimed late bloomer i'm just a person who's older and has very little to no experiences in love but i do have a superpower mercedes oh i gosh. can always sense when someone is about to fall in love and it's happened to me like seven times in my life. But here's here's what happens. If someone sits down with me and is just like, gosh, Kendra, I'm so tired of being single. I'm ready to find someone. You will literally meet someone two weeks later. It is oh uncanny. I feel like I am the love fairy when it comes to my friends. <laughs> but I am someone who can sense love so easily, whether it's in a photograph, in a movie between two people before they even see in themselves. And I absolutely love it. My, I feel like my heart was meant to love and be loved. Aww. And love is my favorite language because it's universal. Okay, guys, you heard it here. Kendra's the love guru. She's going to tell me when I'm going to fall in love. She's I got you, it. Mercedes. I got you. Don't even worry. Sit back and relax because I got you. I'll let you oh know. Oh, my God. That's so comforting. So, yes, I am Mercedes. I love to say that I have a bachelor's in rom-coms and a master's in memes because that's what I studied for my thesis projects. <laughs> and, yeah, I just love pop culture from, like, sitcoms to boy bands. But rom-coms really just, like, hold my heart and have been there for me through everything my whole mm. life. I watch them, I rewatch them, I love to read about them, and now I get to talk to Kendra about them. I'm so excited. <laughs> and for this one, we're talking about Legally Blonde. And you may be thinking, is Legally Blonde even a rom-com? And trust me, I asked a bunch of my friends, pulled them. The verdict is all over the place. This is kind of a polarizing <laughs> question, actually. And I've heard a lot of people are like, I don't know, like my friends kind of bickered about it. But here we really just want to talk about all the facets of like Elle Woods and the way she loves self-love, romantic love, professional love. There are mm -hmm. so many ways that she loves on this journey through this movie. And just like people don't take Elle seriously, people also don't take rom-coms seriously. And we really want to bump that. And our first assumption with rom-coms is that they have to be a perfect 50-50 ratio of rom and calm, but Legally Blonde really challenges that, and I'm so excited to get into it. Yeah, and I feel like because this movie is such a cult classic, people have a really hard time classifying it as just simply a rom-com, yes. because it's just kind of ingrained into all of our minds when we think of movies, and when we think of romance, when we think of comedy, so it's just hard to pin down. And I also feel like the, most rom-coms follow a formula, right? It's usually mm -hmm. boy meets girl, girl dislikes boy, boy and girl go through a series of mishaps together, and boy and girl <laughs> fall in love and live happily ever after. And Legally Blonde challenges that formula so seamlessly, right? This film is not only about finding love along the way, but it's also about discovering self-love, it's about falling in love with your career, and it's about feeling empowered and realizing that there's so much more to yourself than people make you out to be. And I really yes. love that. 
Oh, I love it. <laughs> but now, Mercedes, let's kick it off with your celebrity crush of the week. Who are you crushing on this week? Oh, my God. So I must pay homage to the fifth and final season of Search Party, all streaming on HBO Max, if you're ever interested. <laughs> it's probably one of my favorite shows to ever exist. John Paul go. Reynolds, who plays Drew. He may not always be the most likable or the most kind-hearted character, but you know what? He is six foot five, and I appreciate <laughs> that, <laughs> and I, I love him. <laughs> okay, I will be honest. I like to pride myself on how many celebrities I know. I don't know who John Paul Reynolds is. How long have you been watching Search Party? So I've been watching for the last couple of years. It was originally on TBS, and now mm-hmm. it moved to HBO the last three seasons. But it's all there for you. Um, he was also on Mindy Kaling's version of Four Weddings and a Funeral on Hulu. And he always plays kind mm-hmm. of like a whiny, slouchy boy. <laughs> and I just love him. <laughs> you know who you also love, I've noticed, Mercedes, is Mindy Kaling. Like, we, whenever we talk about I, her, you've seen all oh. of her stuff. <laughs> I am a diehard Mindy. I'm looking at her two books on my bookshelf right now. I love there you her go. so much. Yes. <laughs> Mindy Kaling, if you're listening, you have a dedicated fan here. Mm-hmm. Um, so my celebrity crush of the week, I feel like I'm the only black person who watches Yellowstone, but it is <laughs> the best show ever. Yellowstone is epic. If you like Peaky Blinders and The Sopranos, you're going to love Yellowstone. And my crush from that is Luke Grimes, who plays Casey Ooh. Dutton. He is such a... Oh my gosh, he is such a boss on that show. And oh I can't even stand it. Like, this show makes me want to go to Montana and frolic in the fields and hang out with cows <laughs> and bison. And I've never wanted to do that before. <laughs> also, shout out to Yellowstone for their SAG awards to, or SAG nominations today. Oh, congratulations yeah. to the Yellowstone cast. That's awesome. <laughs> we will be watching the SAG Awards. <laughs> but now, <laughs> listeners, I want to know who your celebrity crush is of the week. Please DM us at Meet Cute. Let us know. We always love to hear who you guys are crushing on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, listeners, this is TLDR, where we summarize a movie for those of you who have been sleeping for the past 20 years. <laughs> Warning, there are spoilers ahead. And if you'd like to watch this film, you can buy it on Amazon Prime Video. Okay, so in Legally Blonde, we are introduced to fashion sorority queen Elle Woods, played by Reese Witherspoon, who wants literally absolutely nothing more than to be proposed to by her boyfriend Warner, played by Matthew Davis. Um, On the night that she believes she's going to be proposed to, Warner actually dumps her because he says he needs someone more serious, and Elle is just not serious enough, unfortunately. His reasoning is because he's going to Harvard Law School. Now, Ella's absolutely crushed, but wastes no time absolutely devising a plan to get him back. And what is that plan, you may ask? She's going to go to law school, too, at Harvard. (laughs) So after a lot of work, Elle gets in, and she quickly realizes it's not all that's cracked up to be. She's just having a really hard time making friends. She's struggling in her classes with her professors. And worst of all, she learns that Warner is now engaged to someone else, Vivian Kensington, played by Selma Blair. Now, it's just so awful. It feels like her only source of comfort is her nail technician, Paulette, who's played by Jennifer Coolidge, and of course, her adorable chihuahua bruiser. (laughs) When Elle realizes that absolutely no matter what she does, Warner's never going to see her as good enough. He's never going to take her seriously. She decides to just go all in with law school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she gets a she gets a laptop. She has all of these things. Um, <laughs> and she gets much, much needed advice from an older alum, Emmett, played by Luke Wilson. So after some much needed change, you start to see that Elle gets the hang of law school, which is really awesome. And yeah. everyone starts to notice, especially her professors, so much so that she gets accepted to assist on a case with her professor Callahan, played by Victor Garber. Um, now, Elle learns that they are defending Brooke Wyndham, a potential murderer and also former Delta New sorority member, played by <laughs> Ali Larder. Brooke and Elle quickly bond over their shared interests, and when Callahan makes unwanted advances towards Elle, Brooke fires him and makes Elle her legal counsel, and it turns out 
as my favorite storyline always ends, Elle never needed to change anything about her. It was actually her love of Cosmo magazine and beauty tips that helped her win the case and set Brooke free. So years later on her graduation from law school, Elle finally gets a proposal that she's always wanted from Emmett, surprisingly. So this is a 2001 film directed by Robert Lukatek, who also directed The Ugly Truth and Killers. Obviously he likes to work with Catherine Heigl. um, (laughs) And it's, and also one of my, all-time favorite rom-coms Mercedes is Win a Day with Tad Hamilton. Oh I cannot God. tell you how much I love that so movie. Underrated. So, so underrated. So underrated. Thank you. Um, and you may be more familiar with the writer, Karen McCullough, because she's yes, icon. Written, yes, she's written like The House Bunny. <laughs> she's a man, Ellen Enchanted, literally all your favorite rom-coms and 10 yes. Things I Hate About You. Oh my God. Iconic. <laughs> Absolutely iconic. You know, it's really <laughs> funny. Um, just if we're talking about like fun industry facts about this movie, yeah. I learned that actually Reese Witherspoon and Matthew Davis were both in London filming another movie when oh. they had to film the very ending scene, like the graduation scene oh my God. again. Yeah, because like they had wrapped on filming and then it yeah. turns out that uh, they like tested audience with this movie. And they're like, wait, no, we love Elle. We want to know what happens to her. And that's why we mm-hmm. have the whole prologue. Um, but they're both wearing wigs. They both look a lot more tan like they just look you different can tell right her hair looks so different <laughs> it looks oh so God, different yeah. but it's okay because it's supposed to be like you know like four years later so yes it's 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 not natural that she looks oh different but God, everyone I else i know and it's so them this is the magic of editing mercedes everyone else yeah. was in la and they just cut the film like the scene together to make it look like they were all in the same room how cool is okay, that movie magic <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do also, in this industry okay did you know l was originally written to go to stanford like stanford I- law but they have that. a rule. They're so strict about filming on campus. Like, if you're an Insecure fan, they let Insecure film this past year. And that was, like, the first mm-hmm. time in, like, years, decades that they let somebody film on campus. Well, because Issa's an changed... alum, too. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> and she's an icon. <laughs> and that's why they changed it to Harvard. Because, like, she would have been at Stanford Law this whole time. Imagine. Totally different uh-huh. movie. Totally different movie. Well, because also, too, they already went to undergrad in California, so they would have just stayed Mm. in California. Exactly. (laughs) But now it's time for the time capsule. This is time where we like to recall where we were the year that this movie came out. Mercedes, this movie came out in 2001. I don't know about you, but I was eight years old. What were you doing? (laughs) Okay, I was five. I have zero memory of when this movie came out, but I do have this feeling that it's just always been around. Do you get that Mm -hmm. feeling, Legally Blonde? Like, it's always playing on TV since before I ever knew anything and I remember like seeing like Elle Woods Barbies I'm pretty sure and like just memorizing all those lines and seeing it on like I don't know like school supplies and like I I feel like one of the reasons I love pink is probably because of Elle Woods absolutely (laughs) she shaped our love of colors exactly who did you have a crush on I know you were only five but I don't know about you but I had crushes on people when I was five oh my god okay so I'll start with my celebrity crushes I was heavily crushing on Bow Wow at the time Oh, yes. (laughs) And it's interesting because if you know me in real life, you know I'm a major directioner and Harry Styles was always my favorite. And people Mm -hmm. now will do side by sides of Bow Wow and Harry, like explaining how how similar their faces are. And I was like, okay, so I guess I do have a type. It's beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Like I said, when I when this movie came out, I was only eight years old and I have always kept a diary. Like I think when I was seven is when I started. And so I was looking at like my past entries from when I was was eight and i just want to read one to you because it's oh so my funny gosh, yes. okay so my very first diary entry was on monday january 8th 2001 so happy 21 year anniversary yeah. um, and it said i have a big big crush on castra i love him very much he knows i love him already my friends told him but i do not know if he likes me 
And that kind of makes me sad because that's literally still the case of my life. Me liking guys <laughs> and them not liking me back. <laughs> but At it's least just so they funny. know it though. At least you like share the love. Oh, I was so bold yeah. back then. I was so bold back. And also when you're a kid, your crush changes like every day. I know that I loved Kasra because I wrote about him for like six months <laughs> in my oh diary. My that's oh, a yeah, long that's... time for an eight-year-old. <laughs> I mean, that's a long time for me now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't commit to <laughs> literally oh god um yeah like i remember having such a big crush on this boy who played soccer with me and i truly i don't know if his name was austin or houston all i remember mm -hmm. is that he had a mullet and oh. i just remember which is, is is a different look like very different from anybody else on the team and mm -hmm. i just remember thinking his hair was so interesting and that's why i was crushing on him because i was that's like, hmm. so funny yeah you have such eclectic taste mercedes i don't think the listeners know so we've actually never met each other in real life yeah. oh <laughs> so we've never met like each other's significant others or anything like that so i'm always intrigued to hear more about who you like i know i love learning about kendra's crushes too because we are very different with our we taste. are very different <laughs> um but but similar in the same way in the sense that we both love rom-coms i feel like in terms of my celebrity crush at that time i remember i will never forget the first day i ever heard eminem I was in my oh mom's my car and we were listening to Z100, which is the radio station in Portland. And I heard his song, My Name Is, came on. I'm pretty sure that's what this song was. And I was just, that was when I like started listening to rap music. I won't say it was because wow. of Eminem. I think it was more because of my brother, but like, I remember the first time I heard him and I had a huge crush on him and I was like eight. <laughs> oh, that is so funny, Eminem. Why were my parents letting me listen to him? No idea, but Dude, I think did. about that all the time. Like I was obsessed with syndicated sitcoms. Like any chance I got, I wanted to watch Boy Meets World because I thought it made me so grown up. Yeah. So Corey Matthews and Sean Hunter have played such a role in my life, like consistently as like, Oh my goodness, like, I, I'm not a 90s kid, obviously, but because like, I was just like too young to remember it, but mm. <laughs> oh my god, those boys on any, like, thank you to ABC Family for replaying those episodes for years and years. Mercedes, that is a whole, we need to have a whole episode dedicated to Boy Meets World, even though it's not a rom-com, but just like, you are so right, yes. Corey Matthews and Sean Hunter shaped <laughs> who I was as a person. Exactly. I would have to add uh, Lucas Scott and Brooke Davis as well from One Tree Hill. Oh, Shaped. <laughs> Wait, fun fact, you know me yes. and Brooke Davis had the same English teacher, Sophia Bush and I. Stop. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. And he's an, he's an amazing English teacher, by the way, Mr. Goss. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name, Mr. Goss? Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Mr. Goss, we love you. Thank you for shaping oh the young, God. beautiful minds. <laughs> yes, thank you so much. All right, listeners, it is time for the Rom-Com Hall of Fame. This is just a time where we get to geek out about the rom-com and everything in it. But first, Mercedes, we do have to roast this movie. I mean, every rom-com deserves a good roast, so Hell yeah. let's get into it. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to talk about what doesn't age well, we obviously have to address Professor Callahan's sexual harassment storyline. Yes. Um, it's painful to watch, and I wish Elle never had to deal with any of that and and deal with such a grotesque man who she trusted. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, I know it drives plot, and it's such an important issue to bring up, but it's just so sad because this is continually continuously happening. It's so prevalent now in, acad mm -hmm. and in academia and like far beyond in every area. So mm -hmm. it's just heartbreaking to see, but I think that's like the main thing that hurts my heart. Yeah, and we saw that a lot with the Me Too movement that's been mm -hmm. happening over the past few years. And so it's just, it is just really hard. I think that was obviously a storyline that did not age well. I would also say feeling like you have to get married at 22 does not age well. Yeah. And thinking that like, 
the world is ending or life is over because you're 22 and you're not getting proposed to. I just feel like a woman, okay, not to, I love Legally Blonde, so this is not bashing on it, I promise. (laughs) But just like the whole storyline of a woman having to change everything about herself so that a man will love her. Like we need to remember ladies that we are the prize to be won. All right. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing that you should have to change about yourself for a guy like you, because love does not require you to change your whole being, but it does require you to grow as a person and to grow with another person. So I am someone who has been single for most of my life and I still have hope that there's someone out there for me. Um, Maybe he's listening. Hello. Shout out to my future husband. Um, (laughs) But I just, I just hope that everyone who struggles with self image uh, just remembers that they are perfect as they are and you do not need to change anything about yourself and you are 100% deserving of the love that you desire. Oh my goodness. I wish I could listen to that on repeat every single morning as my daily affirmations. That was beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. I love it. Okay, another thing in this mm-hmm. movie that is very prevalent in like all early 2000s, 90s, because any movie like marketed toward women at this time, there was just so much around diet culture and mm. around like praising thinness. And it mm-hmm. comes here in like subtle ways and little ways. And I just like that's something that like all of those movies just grinds my gears about because there's always something to do with body image and always yeah. slight comments that are like fat phobic or whatever. And I don't know, it just those always rub me the wrong way. Yeah, absolutely. But also, Mercedes, we have to acknowledge, like, a lot of these movies that we're going to be talking about, especially Legally Blonde, like, they deal with the issue of lack of diversity as well. Yes. Like, Mm -hmm. we made these rom-coms in, like, the early 2000s, mid-2000s, and it's just all white cast, like, people of color don't fall in love, too. Or Mm -hmm. people of color don't have these same experiences. And so it's just... I feel like that's a topic we're always going to revisit in not only this episode, but in future episodes as well. It's like, let's talk about the lack of diversity here. Um, And I feel like too, for a young girl watching rom-coms growing up, I will say like a part of it made me sad. It made me think like, huh, am I never going to fall in love? And then obviously as a 29 year old who's never been in love, that doesn't make me feel better. But (laughs) I still feel like I'm happy that rom-coms and like just movies in general are starting to go more in that direction of being more diverse because it's important for for the youngsters watching. Yes. We need to see ourselves and Mm -hmm. see so many different people on screen just so we can celebrate love in all its forms. Also, I must say this is a little random, but why is Lisa Cardellini's character named Chutney? Have you ever met somebody (laughs) named Chutney? That didn't age well for me because that's not a name. (laughs) That's my You are so right. You are so right, Mercedes. I've never thought of that before. I just... I've never met someone named Chutney. I don't know what origin is that. Dude, I would be so pissed at my parents too if they named me Chutney. I'd be livid. So no wonder she went off like that. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) All right, listeners. Welcome to Quotability. This is where we talk about our favorite quotes from the movie. Uh, I want to start off because I can't, I had to rewind this part like three times because it just makes me laugh so hard. So the quote is, Exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. Happy people just don't shoot their husbands. <laughs> like, she, she makes a valid point. Oh, my God. Legally Blonde has some of the best quotes. And you see them every year around graduation time because they're all covered on everyone's grad caps every single yep. year. And they're always on, like, you know, somebody start, you know, a woman is starting law school when they get a mug with a Legally Blonde quote on it. Like, that's just, like, <laughs> the back of it. Like, it's always on, like, pink binders. Like, I remember when I started grad school, I was just like, should I get this thing that has a Legally Blonde quote? Like, is this going to motivate me? <laughs> One of my favorite quotes is, Mm -hmm. whoever said orange is the new pink was seriously disturbed. Because it's just 
so perfect. And just her inflection when she says these things, like Elle Woods can mm -hmm. easily be an irritating character. Mm -hmm. But Reese Witherspoon brings something so special to her that's so endearing that even in moments of like total like vapid judgment, you're like, yes, I agree with you. Who would ever think that orange is the new pink? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, and I, I completely agree with you there that there is something endearing about Reese Witherspoon in this role where she makes it more relatable than antagonizing, mm -hmm. you know, and I really yes. appreciate that about her. Um, okay, the last one is from so when they're in the courtroom, and the pool boy is like testifying and he like they're, they're taking yes. a break and he goes again. So he's like, don't stomp your little last season Prada shoes at me, honey. <laughs> and then she runs up to Warner. She's like, Warner, what kind of shoes are these? He's like, uh, black ones. <laughs> It's like straight men it's don't so know designer good. shoes. <laughs> oh my God. Also, when Paula gets the courage to take her dog back from her ex, and she mm -hmm. just goes, I'm taking the dog. Dumbass. I yes. love it. And I love when Ariana Grande does her impression of that line. Have you seen it? I have not seen it. Is that... It's impeccable. <laughs> you know, Ariana Grande does do really good impressions. I have seen She's some. So she good. does too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think the last one is um, just because. You know, Elle and Vivian had a very tumultuous relationship. Like, yes. Vivian was just absolutely horrible to her. Like, even go so far as to lie to her and say that they're going to a costume party. And Elle shows up. Super cute, by the way. She looks amazing oh, in that costume, that bunny costume. Yeah. But I love the quote when she says, Oh, I like your outfit, too. Except when I dress up as a frigid bitch, I try not to look so constipated. It was like, dang. Like that's like a that's a two thousand one roast right there. Just like how oh, we used to yeah. say, like, up your button around the corner. Like that's a two thousand roast. Two thousand one roast. Oh my god, I hadn't heard that one in so long. Right? Oh. I'm just throwing it back now, Mercedes. <laughs> this is part this is part of the time capsule. So it. would you okay, if this movie came up on your Tinder feed, would you swipe left or right? Always and forever swipe right. Honestly, mm -hmm. just for the outfits alone and then everything else, I'm obsessed with this. Yeah. I yeah, absolutely. I would swipe right too. I feel like this is just a perfect story of believing in yourself and finding love on your journey. And also knowing that you don't have to be perfect, but working towards the best version of you. I feel like everyone needs that in their lives. So swiping yes, right. Definitely. <laughs> Always. Yes. Welcome to Couples Therapy, where we give dating advice to the characters and how they can improve on their relationship. Mm-hmm. All right. So I just feel like you should always date the person who makes you, like I said, the best version of yourself. And that is yes. Emmett for Elle. I love how much in the movie he like steps back and encourages her. And like even during the final courtroom scene, he'd always just like nod at her and be like, you got this, just like mm -hmm. really supporting her. And I just feel like Emmett really gave Elle the space to be her own person and never judged her and never like tried to change her. And I think that's something really significant that people need in a partner. I would say that I hope that they continue to love and support each other and remember that they are a team. Now, of course, yeah. because I'm taking this out of context, I have not seen Legally Blonde 2 because we have to acknowledge there is a sequel, sequel and I have not seen it in many moons. So this <laughs> is all just advice for right now. I feel like I just hope Elle and Emmett continue to remember that they are a team and to support and love each other. Yes, I mean, I think with Emma, Elle found a relationship that's so healthy and it's mutual. And she also just like learned more about herself in the process where mm -hmm. this person's cheering her on as she's growing. And that's like really all you want. Like she discovered her strengths separate from a man and built a full life that wasn't revolved around like getting an engagement, getting back with Warner. And mm -hmm. she like gained more friendships. She gained more confidence professionally and like has all this professional success now and mm -hmm. becomes a freaking lawyer, which is 
not easy. And like none of that <laughs> at the end of the day was centered around a significant other. Mm -hmm. Her like Emmett just became like a bonus. You yeah. Know? And with Warner, Elle was living in the hopes of a marriage. Well, mm -hmm. with Emmett, she's just living for herself. And the relationship is just a bonus. And I love that. And like from the get go, she has such wonderful qualities. Mm -hmm. But then it, once she really discovers more about herself and sees herself like stand on her own, that's when mm -hmm. you see that she flourishes even more. And I don't know, just yeah. like she like her grad speech, she like learns how to have faith in herself, which is just so beautiful to see. Marissa, do you have a time in your life where you have felt like the most empowered as a woman? Oh my goodness. That is such a good question. <laughs> I don't know. I think like when I get into the groove of like talking about like my like passions and like my little curiosities as far as like research and like media studies goes, like when I mm -hmm. like get down to it and like really let that flourish, I'm like so proud of myself because I can just yeah. let it flow when I'm in the groove and I'm not trying to prove it to other people. I'm just like sharing things that I really love. How about you? Oh gosh, no. So <laughs> I am a solo traveler and I've traveled to 20 countries and I've taken 15 solo travel trips and I make travel content on TikTok and I just feel like nothing yeah. is more empowering to me than a woman solo traveling. Going mm -hmm. to a country where you don't know anyone, you don't speak the language, but figuring it out. Because a big thing about me is I don't plan my trips. And I think the most empowering solo trip I've taken is to Mongolia. Because like, Ooh. one, who goes to Mongolia? No one. <laughs> and I learned that when I was there. <laughs> Very few tourists there. And two, like, the Mongolian isn't even in like we don't they don't even use the English alphabet like it's the wow. it's the Russian alphabet and I just I love that I connected with people I met people that challenged my perspective I got to see new things and I survived like I went camping in the Gobi Desert for five days oh and I survived goodness. and I just feel like that was my Elle Woods moment that's what the moment that I felt the most empowered going yeah. to a country by myself where I don't know anyone and literally surviving so <laughs> oh my god I love that so much also if you're not following Kendra's TikToks where she discusses <laughs> solo travel she gives such amazing tips by the way Oh, Aww. the queen of the solo travel. You're the sweetest person. Is. Thank you. <laughs> but we have to remember too, Emmett and Elle are not the only couple in this in this movie. Um, Paulette and the hot UPS guy. We don't actually know his name. He's just hot UPS guy. That's <laughs> what all advice... we need to know. That's all we need to know. Uh, the actor's name is Bruce Thomas. But what advice would you give to them, Mercedes? Oh my goodness. I just want Paulette to build on the confidence that she's already working on because yeah. she has so much going for her and she just needs to celebrate herself even more. And mm -hmm. Elle really teaches her how to do that in lots of ways and really find her voice again after heartbreak. And I love that for her. I just want to see her flourish. And like, you mm -hmm. know, when you have some arm candy on you, that's definitely going to give you a boost and she deserves it. <laughs> Absolutely. 100%. She <laughs> deserves it. I feel like I always want to remind them to, to just remember to communicate because that was their whole thing is they had no idea how to communicate with each other. And so just remember Paulette and hot UPS guy, communicate your feelings. No one is a mind reader. We all need to express our hearts and our needs and our desires to our Retweet. partner. Retweet. <laughs> so I always like to ask you Mercedes about love languages because mm -hmm. we are both hopeless romantics who really operate off of the five love yes. languages but I like to dissect them for the characters so can you tell me the characters who what love language do they give and what love language do they receive in your opinion 
So for Elle, you really can tell that she loves to receive words of affirmation. Mm. That's when you know that she's like really getting a boost when she's getting like positive words her way because that's like her comfort. And you can even see it with like Warner's annoying Pooh Bear nickname. I hate it. But like you can see it reassures her and it calms Mm -hmm. her down. And then you see like throughout the movie, like Emmett's words of encouragement, like she feels so much better through like right before when they're strangers to the end, like he's there just like to give like little words to just be like, you got this, you know you do. And even like Mm -hmm. Professor Stromwell, right when Elle's like ready to quit law school, she's like, no, you better not. And like that really gives (laughs) Mm -hmm. Elle the boost she needs. And I love seeing that for her. I agree. And I would also add to that acts of service, I think, is a love language that Elle gives because this whole movie is her doing something for Warner, Mm -hmm. right? Going to law school, studying, learning these things. And I think like at the dinner, like where Warner was supposed to propose to her, she's very verbal to him about like her love for him. I love that part where she's like, but I'm seriously in love with you. Isn't that enough? (laughs) Like I cry every time. (laughs) I know. So I would agree. Words of affirmation, I would add on acts of service too. Yes. No, acts of service. And you can can tell that she just shows up for people in such Mm. a strong way. And she does it for Paulette right from the get-go to get the dog, to teach her the bend and snap. And (laughs) she does it for Brooke when she refuses to give Brooke's alibi away. And Mm -hmm. like she really stands up for the people she cares about. Even if their relationship isn't that deep yet, she's there for you even like with the tall quirky law student who mm-hmm. like is trying to ask out that student at harvard and then l comes up and like really supports him in a way that like no one really knows what's going on but it's just so sweet because like she just goes out of her way for other people and i love that about her i do too i mean what kind of friend do you or how would you think your friends would describe you mercedes would your friends describe you as that way too like you're the type of person that goes out of your way for other people i think emotionally yes i think they I, I think I can be like the person people come to when they need to mm-hmm. vent. That's yeah. definitely my role. How about you? Yeah. Um, 100%. I actually think I put my friends before myself a lot of the times because mm-hmm. my friends are my chosen family. They mean the world to me. Um, so I do think I show up to them. I show up for them in a u- in a unique way. And I hope that they see that. But I also yeah. have the loveliest friends in the world. Shout out to all of my good friends. You know who you are. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like too. You know, when we talk about this movie, we talk a lot about empowerment. We talk a lot about self-love. And a fun fact that I heard, Mercedes, is the average marriage in the U.S. lasts 8.2 years. So we won't go as far as 8.2, but um, do you see this couple lasting in five years? And when I say couple, I mean L and Emmett specifically. (laughs) Yes. Hell yes, I do. With herself, she's flourishing. With Emmett, they are an independent couple and they're going to stay together. They are securely attached to each other, supportive of each other. And I don't know, like Emmett really loves how independent Elle is, which I really love. And he like loves how she speaks her mind, even when he's, she's calling him a butthead. Yeah. He loves it. And like, honestly, all you want is like for the man you love to think of your successes as his own as well. Like, he's right there cheering her on through the whole thing. And that's just what Mm -hmm. I love. Yeah. Have you ever studied attachment styles, Mercedes? A little bit. I've gotten into attachment styles recently. Yeah. So there's like four attachment, like four main attachment styles. And I do think like Emmett and Al both have secure attachment styles, which is the best one that you want to have. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is all shaped (laughs) by like your experiences as as a child. But I do think they have a secure attachment. That's why they are able to like be honest and vulnerable and critique each yes. other but also like be so supportive and i do feel like a man who is secure in himself and not and is not insecure, insecure is never intimidated by a confident woman and Definitely. i really like that 
So yeah. I, I see them together in five years, too. But again, this is without context for the sequel because I haven't seen it in a lot of times. So I don't know what happens in there. <laughs> exactly. We don't we yeah. won't pay attention to that because I don't remember either. Exactly. Okay, good. Also, I'm glad like, I'm not the only one. My, my wish for Elle is that she just, like, maintains balance in her life. I think as mm. long as she can maintain balance between, like, amongst all her priorities, then she mm-hmm. will continue to thrive. 100%. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Speaking of Emma and his secure attachment style. <laughs> This is a section I like to call heartthrob, where we just gush about the people that we love in this movie. I feel like Elle is my soul sister. I just, she's, she's just so energetic and like so unapologetically herself. And I just like, I feel like I would definitely show her off to my friends and family because she just, everyone in my life would love her because we have the same type of energy. And I just feel like she would be a great best friend to just take along to the movies, to go shopping, especially mm-hmm. like anything. She's a good person to hang out with. How about you, oh Mercedes? Would you introduce, like who would you introduce in this movie to your friends and family? Oh, well like the heartthrob of this movie is Elle. All is the way, Elle. forever and yeah. always. And she, I think us three, we would be like a bubbly duo, a trio. <laughs> not duo. Like yeah. we would be amazing. She should join the pod. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know that scene in Mean Girls where like they're talking about the plastics and like that Missy Elliott song is happening and they're walking down yes. the hall in slow motion? Oh my that's, God, that's you, me, and Elle. Elle. That's us oh. with Elle. I'm sitting here and falling into that trash can. Yes. Pass that Dutch. <laughs> Pass that Dutch. <laughs> oh my God. And yeah. yeah, like we love Emmett because we love Elle and because mm-hmm. he's here for Elle. Like yeah. I wouldn't care about him if he wasn't like fully celebrating her wins. Mm-hmm. And honest, okay, everyone out there, find a person who celebrates your wins like that's the bare minimum like that's really what you need and Mm -hmm. i don't know like they're both just so ambitious and he's ambitious and smart she's ambitious and smart and they both love that about each other so Mm -hmm. oh my god i just i love it i love it i love it you want someone who's going to be your life cheerleader. Yes. <laughs> That's what I like to exactly. say. Exactly. We are both huge fans of Emmett. Okay, so let's play Mercedes. <laughs> marry, screw, kill, right? Oh you have God. to say who you would marry, who you would screw, and who would you kill. So the three people we're going to use, Warner, Emmett, and the hot UPS guy. Oh, my God. Okay. I <laughs> Buy Warner forever and always leave. <laughs> straight to the grave Emmett, i love you we're getting married hot mm. ups guy you're coming home with me okay 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 I i'm, see you I'm excited to hear what i'm just gonna say because she continuously loves to throw me off with this one i do and it's really it's really bad um okay oh, you i need to give you context for what's informing my decision i grew up on the vampire diaries the vampire diaries is my deal and matthew yes. davis was in the vampire diaries and i just i love his i love his character <laughs> so i'm going to marry emmett i'm going to agree with you there i'm going to marry emmett okay. But I am gonna screw Warner. I'm sorry. Oh, I just it's God. not even like war it's 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 because I love Matthew Davis and and I could not kill him. So I'm sorry, hot UPS guy, you're the one going to the grave this round. Still love oh, you though. Oh my god. <laughs> Warner gives me such like Patagonia vest financial district guy vibes. Yeah, that, like yacht boat he, shoes. He makes me a little nervous. <laughs> yes. Total boat shoes. <laughs> so, but I would love the listeners to tell us who would you marry, who would you screw, who would you kill. Make sure to DM us at Meet Cute. We want to hear your guys' thoughts. Yes, and oh also tell us, am I being the villain? Am I being unreasonable? Because I feel like I'm always the antagonist. But No. No. <laughs> the thing we love about Kendra here is that she knows her taste. She knows what she wants. Oh. <laughs> I consistently go with what everyone probably is going to like the the safe, the safer choice, the yeah. obvious. Kendra's here to mix it up. We love it. <laughs> 
But that's why we are like two peas in a pod, Mercedes. We go well <laughs> exactly. together. You know, we balance each other out. And I really we like do. that. <laughs> Let's talk pop culture, though. Before we wrap it up, guys, we always like to bring in a pop culture moment where we talk about the relevant things happening surrounding the movie or like characters in the movie today. And so mm -hmm. I just have to say, Mercedes, Reese Witherspoon's daughter, Ava, is 22 years old, which is the same age as Elle in the movie and looks exactly like her. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's yeah. insane. It, like, honestly, you put Reese Witherspoon and her daughter next to each other. I can't tell the difference. Imagine being Ava and knowing your parents are Ryan Phillippe and Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> like, I, I, would be, I would be like, oh, I'm, I'm so blessed. Mm -hmm. Like, my face is always going to be beautiful forever. Yeah. And, oh, my gosh. I loved, I saw a photo of Reese's mom, Reese, and Ava. And Ooh. they look like, like Russian dolls. <laughs> like, they all look the same. <laughs> And it was so, it's so cute. And even like Reese's sons too, both all look like mm -hmm. her. What is your pop culture moment? I see, I, I feel like you're going to talk about Mindy Kaling because you love her. I, any chance I get, I will. And you know, yes. Mindy Kaling is writing the third Legally Blonde movie Stop. as we speak. As we speak. Stop. Mindy, what are you doing to our hearts? Oh my God. I like, I can't wait. I can't, I don't even, I don't even know what to expect. Like it's been so long. It's been 21 years. I know, but honestly, I feel like I, right now at this time, if anyone can write, it's Mindy Kaling, yes. right? Like yeah. we, we got to give it to her. Mindy is killing it in the game and I'm absolutely obsessed with everything. Like, you know, we both watched the sex lives of college girls, which oh, listeners, if you love. haven't seen it, it's on HBO max, but it's such a good show. Yes. <laughs> it's fun. We love, we love the college content. Also, oh my yeah. God, another pop culture moment. Did mm. you see that TikTok that talked about how Elle Woods would have been at Harvard the same time that Mark Zuckerberg was there? <gasps> you did say that. Yeah. Is that insane? It's crazy because then they were talking and they were like, okay, well, well she would have, she would have been on the hot or not site that like, was the original mm -hmm. that birthed Facebook. And then other people were like, no, she was a grad student, so she probably like dodged it, fingers crossed, because yeah. that sounds like a nightmare. But like, I would just love to see, like, I don't know, like Elle Woods and Mark Zuckerberg like go at it. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like she really put him in his place. Yeah. <laughs> Elle was the first person screaming, eat the rich, I feel like. I feel like too everyone would swipe hot on Elle Woods because like even oh, in the yeah. remember when like Warner's playing football and she goes and lays in the lounge chair and all yes. the football players like stop playing they're like oh who is that and everyone Dude. is always oogling over her in the movie even like her admissions video it's iconic and like all of the <laughs> faculty are judging her like well we never had a fashion merchandising major and it's like well mm -hmm. you should because she is a genius and you know she's powerful right from the get-go when she's shopping and she calls out that woman for being like you can't sell this to me full price this is last season i saw this in teen vogue last year yeah so she yeah. knows her stuff right from the beginning and i love that mm -hmm. about her absolutely and listeners we would love to hear what you love about this movie i mean we want to hear all of your thoughts tell us is this yes. a cult classic for you how many times have you watched this movie what time of the year who is your favorite character what pop culture references have you seen in today right now that is tied to this movie you can slide into our dms at meet cute just want to thank everyone very much for joining us for our very first episode again i'm kendra you can find me on instagram at ken 10 hollywood and tiktok as well Yes, thank you guys. <laughs> Tell us what movies you'd want us to talk about also. Mm -hmm. I've been Mercedes, and you can find me at MercedesGB11 on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you're looking for new rom-coms, follow Meet Cute wherever you listen to podcasts. And follow Meet Cute on all socials everywhere. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. We'll see you next week. Bye.